We are inside yeah. Studio Z today with Jack Antonoff, show Bleachers Tonight at the State Theater. Thank you for taking time and doing this with us today. Yeah, thanks for, thanks for having me. What I want to start with is, can you explain where you're from in New Jersey and, and why that is so important and how close it is to New York City? Um, well, most of New Jersey, if that's New York City, New Jersey kind of wraps itself around it, like spoons it almost. Um <laughs> Uh, so a lot of New Jersey, you can see New York, or the most populated parts of New Jersey, you can see New York City. Um, and I think that is uh, powerful because it's uh, really devastating. Um, it's not like being from a small town. It's like being from a small town right in the shadow of like the greatest city in the world, which is pretty specific because you don't really get that in like Chicago or L.A. where these places just slowly spread out and get more small towny. Um, <laughs> I know that person. Um, so that's a really interesting energy, and I think that's why uh, New Jersey is a really special place because you're right there, but you might as well be a million miles away. Um, I think about it a lot. I think about it. It's why I turned out the way I did. All fucked up. <laughs> okay, now just because we're not live. Yeah. Just kidding, just kidding. But I. I don't want to harp on this too much, but I think it is really interesting for us around here because we think, all right, when I'm done with high school, I'm going to get up and I'm moving to Portland. But for people in New, people in New Jersey, it's like I'm going to the biggest city in the world. That's well, the it might be more realistic to move to Portland because you'd probably have a, a job and move to Portland. You have to be so um, ungodly rich to have a terrible apartment in New York City. <laughs> So it's very harsh and unattainable, but I think it creates an energy of uh, needing to get out. Um, but then you find out once you get out that it wasn't, um, you know, I guess I, I went to high school for two years in New York City and all the kids I met there who were, had lived in New York City, it's sort of very jaded and very over it. So I actually now believe that it's kind of the greatest place to live is right outside of a big city um, and not necessarily feel like you're a part of it. I don't think feeling like you're a part of it is good for someone but at the time it was devastating being a kid and so when you're 15 or 16 14 right there in that that range it's not like you're going to new york city to start playing music you're you're hitting the road at that point in your life well it's it's, it's another world new jersey new york city and there's, i mean there's so many great films that touch on that um i mean just i don't know why coyote ugly is coming to mind it's not necessarily <laughs> it's not necessarily one of the great ones but only because they, what they did do great in that film is capture that feeling of this shitty town with the city right behind you. Um, that image is, that's not like, you know, so that, that landscape of New York City, that's not like one lookout point in Edgewater, New Jersey. That's all of New Jersey, unless you live in the western part of it, from, you know, Neptune and Asbury Park to North Jersey and Bergen. That's the whole thing. And then you go even further south, you get no relief because then you just get close to Philly. Um, so, uh, I don't know. It, it creates a, a real vibe in a real sense, but, it, but there's, there's no feeling of like, I'll grow up and I'll move to New York city. You're like, I'll grow up and I'll die here. You already have enough on your plate as it is, but if you find time down the line, I would like you to write a book about just that whole thing. Cause I think it is so. It's interesting. It's, yeah. Well, it's it, also it, it, a lot of people go through it in their own way. I think, I think the feeling of uh, being outside of the party or like looking in the window is, is pretty relatable and everyone has their own version of it. If you're from New Jersey, that's your version of it. You know, if you're from, I don't know, everyone's got a version of it. But uh, I started a music festival called Shadow of the City, which is pretty literal, but it's based on that. Probably experiences here. 
I was just talking about how I, I never play Maine. So no one ever plays New Jersey. It's not because people don't like these places. When I was a kid, I would always have to go to Philly or New York to see shows. And then I got older, started playing and realized that it's a contractual issue. If you play in New York City, you can't play within 100 miles. So New Jersey gets screwed and has all these great fans. And all this music comes from New Jersey, but no one plays New Jersey. And I'm sure you guys deal with a similar thing here where it's like if you play Boston, you can't play Maine. So I'm a, so I played Boston, and then now we're playing Maine later. So you guys probably get the shows later, which is annoying, right? We'll take anything we can get. Yeah, but that's <laughs> but it shouldn't be that way, you know. There's a whole, there's people here, and you got a great theater. That's New Jersey. No one plays New Jersey until like the fifth tour at the end of the cycle because you play New York City. New York City sucks up everything. We're with Jack Antonoff. Uh, show tonight at the State Theater with Bleachers. I purposely didn't try to talk to you before this because I knew I was going to have a million things that I wanted to talk to you. And one of the ones that I want to make sure that I get in right now as you talk about this is uh, a couple of years ago, you were at the White House, that big blowout that, that happened right before... Obama's uh, White House. That's correct. Yeah. Well, that's why I say a couple of years ago. And there have been so many stories of firsthand accounts of people being there. Can you describe what that night was like? Well, I got to... I was lucky enough to go a couple of times. So the first time I went um, uh, uh, was... Uh, uh, the played the Fourth of July party for the vets on the lawn at Obama's White House, and um, <laughs> and uh, that was incredible. And then um, we played his second inauguration. That was with fun. And then I did a panel. This could never happen in this current White House, but I did a panel uh, at the White House for trans rights. Um, now they probably have panels for trans non rights. <laughs> Um, but that was really incredible. And then, and then the last time we went, uh, which was the coolest thing, one of the most uh, special and sad nights of my life all at once was that uh, uh, there was this party right before Obama left office. And uh, so they, for, I guess because I did a bunch of the shows, I, I got to go to that. And it was just everyone from music, from art, from business, from science, just ev everyone who I personally believe is like making the world a better place was in that room um and it was the coolest and it was also really sad because and, and politics are a controversial thing i was a huge obama fan still am uh even just on a human level and the last and i only met him a couple times and i have, would never claim to know him but just through those things but the last thing when i at that party i got two seconds to me just said are you happy you voted for me which i thought was a very powerful thing whether you like his policies or not i just thought it was incredibly human and then they brought out chicken and waffles at two in the morning. It was a crazy party. <laughs> it was cool. Were there performances at that? Yeah. Uh, well, that's an interesting thing. I mean, I always think you can, taking myself out of it, because I was just lucky to have been a part of any of that, but all the artists that played at that White House versus the artists that won't play at this White House, <laughs> I mean, it was everyone great at that party. I think like Nile Rodgers and Beyonce and Chance the Rapper. It was just, you know, it was a really special thing. I believe Dave Chappelle described it as every black person in America and Bradley Cooper. That was, that's what yeah. he said that party was that Well, it was night. cool. It felt like real change. You know, like it felt for a moment like um, we were actually pushing beyond some of the things that have plagued America, which I still think we can. After, Again, I have, a, I, have yeah. a, I have a billion more things, but I, I, we can't. We, keep, uh, we, can't whatever we can't. We'll, we'll do it next time because you're coming back to Maine, right? I'd love to. You know what I really want to do is um, start... It just we, were, we announced this tour in May. That might not be interesting to you guys, but to me it's a really big deal. It's like Athens and it's Pomona and, and Phoenix and sort of all the places we don't normally go. Um, 
And I'm really excited, and, and, and I, I would like to try to do more of that because touring has gotten a little rigid, and there's a lot of politics behind it, and there's, you know, Live Nation and AEG are the two big companies that own every venue, and they sort of, I'm sure you guys feel it, festivals start to all look the same, same headliners, there's reasons for this stuff, venues start to look the same, and all of a sudden there's a million House of Blueses and a million Fillmores, which used to just be like an iconic San Francisco and New York venue, and it starts to feel like a mall, um, so I'd like to try to which a lot of people who do what I do have been talking about kind of break out of that a little bit and not just do the same route. And the Fillmore in New York is now a bank. It's not even anything else. Yeah, I think it's they went... A, it will, it's an well, Apple the, bank. Yeah, the old Fillmore, like Allman Brothers Live, the Fillmore is a bank. And then we had a classic venue that I grew up with called Irving Plaza, and now that's called the Fillmore. So it's funny. Um, but I think that live music is really sacred, so it's the one thing they can't really mess up. You know, they tried to, like, use holograms or stream at movie theaters. Like, all that stuff's cool, but you can't really... It just is what it is. Um, I'll do a song, and then we'll talk again. I will just say thank you again for doing this and taking time and, and spending it with us this afternoon. We know you have a million things that go on during a tour, so thank you for Not doing really. this. Not really. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea how many bands lie to us then. <laughs> oh, we can't get over there this afternoon. Take my whole day. The only, I'm going to go meet the guys at one of the, your lobster places. <laughs> we're we're going to have dinner at another one of your lobster places. Yeah. And I'm gonna you get tell on the us bus, where you're going? We'll, we'll see get you high, yeah. bury my head in the, in the Nintendo Switch, get high on a ton of candy. Paul, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, bury my head in the Nintendo Switch and then wake up in Providence. We'll get a couple more songs from Jack Antonoff on 98.9 WCLZ. Uh, there's a bunch of Springsteen posters in there, so I want to play a Springsteen song that's popped into my head. remember it. 